Hello, beautiful people. My name is Davi. I'm joined by Abe. Welcome back to another Redox Reaction. Whoa, what is happening here? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We pressed play on the thing and it started going into our ears. So we're like, what's happening? Um, we just watched episode four of The Bear, season one. And wow. Like I said, keep doing that. What another fantastic episode. I think um, Karma came back and, and got Tina. But Sydney was like, no, 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 don't worry about it. I see you. I'm going to help you. Yep. Um, but uh, the surprising thing that we got this episode was the kids getting, you know, I offset. The kids got slumped off Xanax, bro. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God. They got really lucky that they were at um James's like family function because mm -hmm. they're like crazy anyway. Mm -hmm. He was like, because they showed all the chaos of the kids yelling and whatever, and you could tell like they just needed a second. <laughs> yeah. So when the kids were asleep, he was like, thank God. But bro, Richie is a mess. Richie is a mess. A mess. Richie's a mess. Um, I think that's one thing we got from this episode. But another thing was um, seeing the kitchen kind of, the, the kitchen and the beef that mm -hmm. I'm talking about, it, it's kind of working now. Starting we're seeing, we're seeing some some changes. And specifically Marcus. I think Marcus in this episode was um, a, a big forefront for me. And yep. him really wanting and trying to make desserts and try to hone that craft and become good at that craft. I think it was something that really stood out to me. I think this was kind of just the intro to it. And I want to see, I think they're definitely going to dive deeper into what Marcus is and his story. Yeah. I'd be, I'll be honest. I didn't expect in this show for this quickly, there to be these like feel good storylines. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where we're really just seeing characters in their element and really uh, be optimistic about the future and be happy about, where they're going, where they're headed, like that the storyline with Marcus. And I think yeah. it's it's a really cool thing to see. I think it adds another layer to the story and it's not all just anxiety and, and chaos. This episode felt like a good day at work. It was chaotic, mm -hmm. but at the end you're like, you know what? Agreed. A good it day was at a work. good day. Like it's gonna be the episode title. <laughs> a good day at work. A good day at work. I feel like that's what I got with this episode. It just, you know, there was mad there was drama that went down. Yeah. But it was solved. Everyone figured it out and we, you know, we got through the day. Yeah. And you got home, you had your 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 dinner and you're like, damn. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I had a good day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the the I mean the biggest piece with um the kitchen was Tina, obviously, Tina's whole storyline. And she was the one that I was like, this is gonna be the hardest cookie to crack. Um mm -hmm. and it, it makes sense, right? Like she she just has that chip on her shoulder. She's very um, not great with authority, yeah. even with, you know, she's saying I answered, I answered to Jeff or like I answered to Carmi basically, like even with Carmi, she wasn't really like yeah. completely, a um, answering to him and, and taking all his orders and all that stuff. So, you know, you could tell that she's just very anti-authority, but, um, we saw the way that Sydney went about it. And I think she went about it in a really, really good way. Mm -hmm. Made it really, um, she kept it. Like Sydney needed to impress her, I think that's what Tina it was. Tina needed to impress yeah, yeah, Sydney. Yeah, no, Sydney needed, needed to, to impress, impress Tina. Okay, in the sense of the potatoes on the stuff, she was like, "Nah, I'm gonna do it my own way. Don't worry about me. I'm gonna figure it out. Stop talking to me. I got this." And Sid Sydney started to notice that she was struggling, and Sydney was like, "You know what? I'm just gonna do this, on on secretly, figure it out on my own." Mm -hmm. And then he saw that, and I think handed her the the sauce right it was a type of sauce yeah, yeah, yeah. and tina was expecting it, it to really be yeah uh 
Tina was expecting it to be bad, but when she took that bite, she was like, "Oh damn, yeah, there's okay. something different." I think that's I what it was. I, I think that's what think kind. Of, I didn't think it was an impressing, impressing thing. I think it was like Tina was like thinking, "Oh, she's out here to get me. Like she's out here to oh, to okay. to watch me fail, right?" Like that's why at the end she was so anxious about her mashed potatoes. She was like, "Just tell me it's shitty." She was like, "No, it's good." Mm-hmm. Right, but when she had that that uh, roux or whatever it was to go into the mashed potatoes, at the end she had a backup, and she's like, "I'm not here to mess around." Like Tina A saw that as a sign of she's confident in what she's doing, and B at the end I think she saw it as like, "Okay, she is looking out for me," mm-hmm. and not so much of like needing to feel impressed by Sydney or needing to feel like Sydney um, is it was this more of like chef. Uh, more like a sign of respect. Yes, mm-hmm. I think it was a sign of respect and a sign of like. We have to have each other's backs. Yeah. It's not just about me, you know, uh, telling you what to do and whatever. Like, okay, you mess something up, great. Like, I'm gonna help you to do yeah. this because we need to keep our stuff together. Like, mm-hmm. we're all we're all in this together. It's not about one person messes up and we all pile on that person. I think that was the part that was really important for Tina to see, because I think that she is kind of like worried about, you know, being at fault or 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 messing up. The, the perfection of this kitchen. I think that's probably why she's struggling to adapt to it is because she understands that the place that Carmi and Sydney f- come from requires perfection and this like crazy standard. And, you know, some people have this like fear of failure. And I think that's partially what was in Tina's mind. Yeah. But seeing that even in her failure, Sydney was able to back her up and be like, I'm not here to mess around. But at the same time, I'm not going to let all of us fail just because you mess something up. Mm. I think that's what help flip the switch a little bit for tina that's how i saw it no yeah i think i think it's a perfect interpretation of how you're seeing it Mm -hmm. and i can kind of understand the character of where tina comes from just from her and what she embodies she's someone i think who's who's fought a lot in Mm -hmm. the world who fought to to know her place and to to just get her job done get her money like really and has seen the. she's a hard worker like i can tell she's a hard worker Yeah. Who's gone through a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and that's the biggest thing. I think maybe people might see Tina as like, they might see her as lazy or whatever. No, I don't see her no, as lazy I don't see, in the no, slightest. No, not at all. Um, but I can see how maybe people want to misconstrue that with her being a bad worker. But oh. I think she just like is very set in her ways and has worked so hard to be able to do what she does that, you know, people coming in and changing things, she doesn't take kindly to that. But she mm. understands now where Sydney and Carmi are coming from. Yeah, because it's a family-run restaurant, you know. Yeah. At the end of the day, you have your things when you work at a family shop. Right. Restaurant, whatever business it is. Everything yeah. has their own, their own thing. Yes, yeah. Um, but um, with... Uh, man, this episode, I- I'm trying to, like, dive deeper into it, and... Huh. I mean, there was the there was the Carmi... The, the whole interaction between Carmi, Rich... Um, his uncle and sugar's boyfriend uh pete, pete. Uh, that was interesting because i'm trying to figure out what pete is pete what's the deal between pete and carmy and, and rich why don't they not vibe with him oh they they just say he's like a nerd <laughs> no, yeah it's <laughs> he's just like i know this nerdy dude who doesn't really fit in with the family with the family yeah and he like tries too hard um but he means well, you know what I yeah. mean? And he's he's Sugar's, you know, boyfriend, fiance, something, something. significant other. Yeah. Um, but what I saw is like, you know, I think they have some history, right? So uh, at one point in the episode, I think it was episode two. Someone punched found, him or it, something? It was, yeah. it was Carmi, I think, who hit him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they, he called and like apologized for it, basically. And now I think Pete is like trying to rekindle their relationship and make things make things right, make things like go smoothly. And 
Um, you know, Pete was was like acting a little weird, like because he's just a weird guy. But he was saying some things that are true, right? Like he's talking about how Sugar misses him, and he was like, "Yeah, I mean, like you owe her like a number of calls because she hasn't, you know, haven't you haven't called her, and also like I know you're struggling with the Michael thing, but it's you know it's hard for your sister too. Like that's yeah. her brother also. It's kind of put into perspective. Yo, you're not like there's other people. There's here other too. people that are struggling. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's the that's the piece that Carmi is struggling to understand and 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 having a hard time yeah. embracing the people around him that are also struggling with with Michael's death. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, I think another piece of it that's very interesting and and maybe I need to rewatch and pull a little bit more out of the conversation, but I think the convers- James yes. Um Uncle James and and That was the Carmi, question I was going to ask you. <laughs> when they were talking and he was talk- asking about his dad um, it seems like James and him were like best friends in a way. Um, and, you know, they, they fought, had a falling out, whatever. They they don't talk anymore. Um, it just feels like a lot going on there. Uh, it feels kind of emblematic of Carmi and even Richie's relationship and also a little bit of Michael in there of like so close and basically family, but consistently butting heads and, and conflict. Um it's an interesting storyline because I don't think we've heard much of Carmi's dad prior to this episode. That calm, yeah, the conversation where he said he hit the brakes and yeah. he saw his dad fly out the window. Yeah, it was a dream. Yeah, and he couldn't. Yeah, that that was in, that was interesting. Yeah. I think there's definitely some symbolism. And in he there. couldn't. He said that he couldn't. He could only see him. He was just flying. Yeah, he, he just kept flying. Yeah, just and he was flying, he and he fall. was waving at the kid. Yeah. What a dream, man. It's strange. And yeah. I wonder if, you know, the more we understand this this series and the characters, if going back to that dream, we'll understand more. Um, if there are people who are watching this and know and understand the symbolism a little better um, without spoiling what's coming next. Yeah. Um, if you want to drop some knowledge in the comments, we always welcome that. Mm-hmm. Um, we love people interacting and uh, it's great for us to get a deeper understanding of the show by other people dropping some knowledge. So um, if you have some things in here that we might have missed, some key details, um, again, without trying to spoil what is coming in the future, because, you know, we want to enjoy the plot points and everything, um, please let us know. Uh, But yeah, it was a great episode, a different shift. Was there anything else that you think we missed? No, yeah, I'm just really stuck on that dream now. Yeah. When you talk about it. So hmm, is it more like his dad flying away kind of symbolizes the the separation that the family has had between the cousins and, and the fallout between them i don't know it's possible uh, but I, I, mean, I, I don't it, it's i mean it, it's the dream is from james's perspective right yeah so that's the only thing you have to focus on is mm-hmm. like feels like the conflict is between them so him slamming on the brakes and him falling you know the flying, flying away out of the thing uh is interesting it, it, it's emblematic for me of some or symbolic of some conflict that they had that we don't know of. That we yeah. don't know of. And yeah. maybe like unresolved conflict. Mm. Um, him continuing to fly further, further away. Their relationship straying further yeah. and further away. Mm-hmm. Can be something along those lines. But more specifically, um, I think we have to, you know, have a deeper understanding of the characters to maybe That's true. better understand his dream. Yeah. But y'all, thank you so much for watching and listening to this. Please like this video. If you're new here, please subscribe. Comment your thoughts like Abe said. We love you guys and see you soon for more of The Bear. Peace.